Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from Talk Sport. Game day, your verdict. The festive football continues and as ever it delivered some great entertainment on game day with Talk Sport. Watford's revival under Nigel Pearson continued with a comfortable win over Aston Villa. Everton striker Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored yet again under Carlo Ancelotti and Spurs dropped points on the road against Norwich. You had your say on Talk Sport and here's the best of your thoughts from your verdict with me, Lindsay Hipgrave and Darren Bent. This is the Game Day Your Verdict podcast. Right, let's get straight into it and head over to the London Stadium with Joe Shannon, who commentated on Manuel Pellegrini's last game in charge of West Ham. The final whistle goes... And just listen to the booze in East London. West Ham, full of doom and gloom, in big trouble at the bottom of the Premier League table. Manuel Pellegrini under huge, unrelenting pressure now. Beleaguered, embattled, he walks down the tunnel. And is that the last we've seen of Pellegrini? Manuel, first of all, big positive tonight was the return of Lucas Fabianski. Saved the penalty and, and I thought actually... He was your best player. Yes, I think that Lucas always give a lot of confidence to to the team. Unfortunately for him and for everyone, we couldn't win this this game. Uh, I think that we didn't play well uh, the first half. But maybe we draw in a, in a very good play in the last the last minute. But the rest of the second half, we didn't have uh, the we didn't have the movement, the necessary movement to create a space against a very good team as Leicester. What was the thinking in taking off Sebastian Heller? I thought you might leave him on, bring on Antonio and play two up front. No, because Sebastian played 70 minutes two days before. I saw him that he was tired. Uh, in, this, in that case, we cannot play with two strikers because uh, in that moment Leicester had a lot of possession of the, of the ball. It was a risk also for Antonio to play because he was not 100% recovered. That's why I, I delayed his, uh, his start on the team. Now we'll see if he has a problem in muscle injury again. But I think that in this case, uh, Seba gave all what he could, he could give today. Good to see Pablo Fornells get his first goal for the club. Yes, I think Pablo, uh, the other games was doing uh, good things, uh, good assistance. He wanted to score today. He scored in a, in a good play with a good cross of of Felipe, but I feel that most of them are under pressure and they have to improve their performance. You mentioned pressure. A lot of people talking outside of the club uh, about whether or not 
your future and the pressure on you. Um, how do you see the situation tonight, having lost again, with Bournemouth coming up on New Year's Day? No, you know, as a manager, when you don't, you don't have the result that you need to have, of course, everyone will talk that you know, will not continue, that you will be sacked, but that's not a matter that depends on, depend on me. I try to find the, or to recover the confidence of the player because I think that it's a team that, that wants to do it. I don't think that this team demonstrates lack of spirit, but they, they, we demonstrate lack of, uh, of, of, of working or lack of ability to create important chances in the opposite side. And unfortunately for us also, we score or we concede normal one very easy goal. Reese on the line, he was at the game today. Reese, you heard what the, the boss there, Mamo Pellegrini, had to say. He said he's got to try and not think about getting sacked. That decision's out of his hands and he's got to try and rebuild the confidence of the players. Do you think he's the man to do that? I fell asleep during an interview. I mean, the guy, he's so <laughs> what's I mean, Speak your mind, Reese. What do you inspire you, Darren, at half-time? We had a good spell at the end of the first half. Get the goal. What's he said to him at half-time? We've come out. It's the worst we've ever played. After all, we've got uh, scored a good goal and a bit of momentum. The crowd got going a bit. And we come out half-time. That's the day he's called Masuaku. I've never seen a geezer play as well. Honestly, I, I think he thought he was playing in blue tonight. He was absolutely awful. And we give a new four-year deal to the guy. And uh, listen, it's, it's, it's hard. Players, Frederick, championship player. Valbuena, Brazilian league. Who are these people? We've spent, you know, we're in a new ground. What's the point of moving to that new ground if we're going to sign championship players like Fredericks, sign a guy who's made his name on 4-4-2, stick him up front in his own for 60 minutes and pull him off and bring another striker on? What's Hannah done with Pellegrini? It's, 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 it's like him a Christmas present. So it was, it was, it was tough. That's your edit. It was always tough when he was an away player and used to go to, to Upton Park because the fans obviously hostile. Mm. But to be fair, I can only imagine how hard it is at the minute playing there. And you're, you obviously play for West Ham with the fans. But yeah, I can understand, fully understand. I mean, as I said, I, when Pellegrini, I'm not sure he does his due diligence on teams he plays against tactically sometimes. He's left wanting and not doing his homework on the opposition players that he's playing against. But also as well, I always get the feeling with Pellegrini, it's very much the players and me. Like I've won the, I've won the Premier League. I've been at big clubs. And now you lot are honoured have someone of my presence here and I, I don't think it doesn't fit like I understand that when West Ham went and got him he had to get him because of his pedigree what he's done in the game but I just think right now someone like a Rafa Benitez who's won big trophies as well would be getting a lot more out of this squad than someone like Pellegrini would What about Rafa Benitez Reese? would you be happy if West Ham went for him? No I want David Moyes back I liked him uh, you know, we played well so he got the best out of an out of bitch. he found a system that suited our wing backs we look solid I I think the owners have gone for this sexy name in Pellegrini because he's won the Premier League. David Moyes, would we be fourth from bottom with David? I don't think it would be. He did a good job the last time. The word is that David Moyes would only take the job again, Darren, if it was permanent, not again on a temporary yeah. basis to the end of the season, which I guess from his point of view is fair enough. Do you think it would be the right move to go back in for him? See, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, I do think Rafa Benitez would be a bit more suited, but also as well is that a lot of people, I, I get that fans' frustration, who just that Reese who just called up, because a lot of these fans, not fans, but a lot of teams now and owners want this ticky-tack of fancy football, like, this philosophy of the, how the game should be played today. When well, at the end of the day, that doesn't get you results. They look at Man City and they want that. It, don't exactly. They? 
yeah, but not everybody can make Manchester City. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone keeps talking about the philosophy and how you've got to play, and we want to play out from the back. We want to watch attractive football. But at the end of the day, it's a results business. So you can look as pretty as you like. If you've seen some teams do, but if you're not winning games, then what's the point in doing it? You might as well go a bit more direct and at least be hard to play. And fans against, want so. fights. They want to see fight and passion e- exactly. and players running their socks off more and, than anything. And I think don't that's they? where the owners sometimes is a bit of a discontent between the owners and the fans. Is that the owners want a, a manager that can play this different brand of football, and sometimes that doesn't always work. Game day. Your verdict. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Reese has already been on the phone to say he wants David Moyes back because there's a text here saying a manager returning to a club rarely works. Chris Hutton would be the perfect fit for the Hammers. That's from Big yeah, L. Yeah, um, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm on, I agree with him to a certain degree that I think when you, you try and bring a manager back sometimes who's really been there, it's people automatically expect miracles and it doesn't always work. Chris Hutton would be a, a, a great a great man for the job. I mean, I was shocked when um, when Brighton let him go because he'd done great things, kept him in the division. But then when you see what their manager's doing at the minute and Pop Graham Potter, I mean, you can understand why now they wanted to move away from Chris Hutton. But I think he's definitely somebody who could go to West Ham, steady the ship um, and start getting results. And I think the players will start playing for him because he understands him. And, and first and foremost, he, he's, got a, he's got a rapport about him as well, Chris Hutton. I've spoke to him a few times. And, and when he speaks to you, you want to listen, you want to learn. You wanna, he was my coach at Spurs. Mm. You, you want to get better. And I think some of these players need someone of that, that character to maybe go in the door and, and maybe there'd be a bond between the fans and the players and the, the coaching staff. Let's bring Steve in who was at the game. I think Darren's right. I think we've got a team of, of pretty good players. I think, you know, when you look at Anderson, Alalair and Noble, all these great players who've played well in the past and suddenly under Pellegrini, we're a shambles. Yeah. We're an absolute shambles. To be honest, I'd go back to our roots. You know, Chris Hewton, yeah, he's got a link with West Ham. But I'd honestly, I would give Ginger Pelle, I'd give James Collins a go. I think he'd fire the boys up. I, I really do. And I think we've got to, A, go back to our roots, but B, go to, back to someone who understands the club, who will fire them up, who won't, let, who won't stand for players not tracking back or not putting the effort in that you know us West Ham fans appreciate. So you talk about James Collins, a centre-back that was obviously there from Wales. Yeah, because I, I honestly... The guy's been through it with us. He knows what it's like to save us from relegation. He was there back, 
you know, the famous Tevez year. Yeah, I remember, he, he was there then, he's part of that team. He knows what it's like. And know, yeah, OK, he might, he might need someone alongside him. I appreciate that. But I think it's that heart, that passion that we need back. Yeah, see, look, I get the heart and I get all that. But I just think for, for James, for starters, I'm not even sure he wants to manage just yet. I think he still wants to play. But at the same time as well, that is a big job to take on as your first job. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know well, you're right in what you're saying. He's a passionate player, played with... For, for James for a while now when was at Villa and you're right he, yeah. he, he, does, he does care a lot but you, you've got to remember that West Ham are in a real tough position and for his first job does he want to go in there and yeah he done great things for your club he was passionate the fans loved him but if he goes in there and he fails in his first job the, the fans are going to be on his back so mm. I'm not quite sure he well no I'm not even I'm quite uh, sure uh, I don't think he's the right man for the job right now no I hear that like and you know the last thing I want to do is be getting on Jimmy Collins back but, and maybe it is putting Hewitt alongside him but it's got to go back to people who understand West Ham inside out and what we appreciate and we we don't you know I've watched this for years and years I know we're not going to win every week I know our expectations are so often way above the level that we really are but we just want to see people playing for the badge you know and I, I think these boys can do that but they need somebody else in charge would you would you take Big Sam back? No, I don't think so. I, 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 there's not a lot of love lost between me and me and Big Sam. I'm afraid. <laughs> I, 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 he said a lot of nasty things. I think when he left. Yeah. Personally, and I think we we'd have to pay him a fortune as well. I don't think he would come back cheap, would he? What about Rafa Benitez if he wanted to come back from China? No, Rafa's. I think his recent form isn't great. Um, which is getting more out of that Newcastle team than Rafa seemed to. Um, and and I think we, we, we'd just be signing another Pellegrini. We... No, see, for me, Rafa would be perfect. I think I don't think Rafa's. I don't think Rafa would be like Pellegrini because we've seen Rafa manage at Newcastle. He managed in the Championship, got them promoted, yeah. steadied the ship at Newcastle, and I, I think he'd be perfect. Whereas Pellegrini, he, he'd never been down there. He doesn't know what it's like to be down there, and fight to get points every single game. He only knows success. Well, he overachieved with what he had at Newcastle. That's the thing. The problem exactly. is with the squad West Ham have, they're seriously underachieving. At least he would get them more back to a it, level. You hundred percent, Lindsay. I agree, hundred percent. Game day. Your verdict. On Talk Sport. West Ham losing at home to Leicester's second string team, effectively. Brendan Rodgers making nine changes today. Should it be David Moyes back in? Reese called earlier to say he certainly thinks so, but Nick is on the line right now. Nick, you disagree with that? Hi, yeah. Well, I live up in St Helens between Manchester and Liverpool, and from all the scousers that I mix with up here, Moyes has just got loser written all over him on his forehead. And Allardyce, I remember when we were passing the ball sideways and backwards at the stadium, you know, the Olympic Stadium, and uh, he cupped his ear to us, the supporters. So Allardyce is just another, you know, money in the back pocket. So, uh, no, they're not the answer. We need somebody, Roy Keane, someone that when they come off at half-time is going to lay into the players. Let's speak to Vic, who is a West Ham fan. Hi, Vic. Uh, hi. Well, what are your hi. thoughts on that? Because when David Moyes did come in, in in 2017, he steered you to safety and, and did a good job, didn't he? Yes, he did. I actually, one of those that would like him back because he was sort out the defence first and foremost and they play more as a team, a unit, as they did before when he was there. And he, he you know, got things better for us and we finished 13th that year. Maybe he might not be the long-term answer, but I would give him a couple of years contract to sort things out. I mean, really and truly looking at 
looking at it on hindsight now, it looks as if when he did save us from going down, he should have got a contract then and build because he had Stuart Pearce and other people in the in the backroom staff that he had good people that understood. And I'm Stuart Pearce understood West Ham because he played for West Ham as well. And I think he should have he should have been given the contract there because now it's turned out that although Pellegrini's won the league, he's living on past glories. And now his past glories is now catching up with him with yeah. the way football's playing nowadays. You've got different tactics and things. And he's only known one way. And he's very stubborn too. If, if you've got one tactic that's not working, you change. And when you play at home and you've got a big man like Haller up front, he needs support. He ain't got the support. Like again today, the same thing was happening. Did the you want to see Haller and Antonio together? Were you really yeah, frustrated anybody, with his substitutions? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I look back, I've supported them a long time. And when the West Ham days gone, by maybe Darren would agree with me, but we used to have two up front. You know, back in the day with Hurst yeah. and, and Clyde Best, and we had Pop Robson, and then we had uh, McAvenny and Cotty more recently, and then we had Trevor Morley playing up front with you know uh, Jimmy Quinn and McAvenny. We, we were relegated in the in the Championship. Even then, we had two strikers when we play at home. In any case, for the home for the home matches, the emphasis is on the home teams to attack and to score. But when Heller's lacking support with his height, you know, it's very frustrating going to watch them and seeing the same thing over and over again. You know, you would have thought a coach of Pellegrini experience would get the message, knowing the fans um, upset, and do something to change it so that... I think this is I think this is the and I think this is the problem and you, you're right in what you're saying there because when yeah. you talk when you talk about the two up top I remember watching West Ham a couple of weeks ago against Southampton Haller and Antonio ripped them to pieces mm-hmm. yeah, when they exactly. played the two were brilliant. Let's uh, bring in Lee who was at the game as well. To be honest, I don't think you can blame Pellegrini. The players just aren't working for him. They really aren't. Lanzini a couple of years ago. Unbelievable! I don't know what's happened to him. Really don't. I think he's still trying to find his. But he's, again, he's had that big. He had that big injury, and I think he's trying to get back to his best. But I just think West Ham have got some very good players. You look at look, Philippe Anderson; these guys have got players. But, but I don't... do they have to start asking questions of themselves? Oh like yeah, hundred percent. And, and I also don't think as well that these players maybe quite. Yeah. I mean, listen, Mark Noble will know exactly what's going on. He is Mr. West Ham, and I think. Some of these players don't quite understand the situation that they're in, that they can't coast through these games. You need every single player, like Antonio, running through brick rules. Even if he's not playing that well, he's still going to work hard for the team. And I think they've got too many players in their team that, yeah, have got real quality, but don't understand that they're in a dogfight. So they don't know how to do the other side of it. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Well, after his size 3 0 defeat to Watford today in a relegation six pointer, Dean Smith told Talk Sports Alex Crook that decisions didn't go his side's way. Matt Target goes down with a hamstring injury. Um, Jack Grealish doesn't know. He's playing on, they win the ball. And they uh, Matt Target's playing everybody on, and they get a penalty that shouldn't have even been a penalty. I've seen it back, he's shoulder to shoulder. Troy goes down easy. And, and then it goes upstairs to the ivory tower, such as VAR, and where there's no feel about the game. Um, you know, and instead of walking 30 yards over to a screen where he can look at it and say, yep, sorry, I've made a boo-boo, uh, it's not a penalty. Uh, you know, we're leaving, leaving it to somebody else to make a, a decision on it. You know, and my lad's head seems to get frazzled from that. And then Jack Grealish right in front of me gets fouled. Um, again, no free kick given. Fourth official tells me their players played it. I've seen it back. It's nowhere near the ball. You know, it's a foul in anybody's money. But no, we'll let it play on. We'll go through. They score, and then again, we still don't walk over to a screen that's there for everybody and everybody else in the world's using. Instead, no, we'll go to uh, the ivory tower and see see whether it's it's a it's, there's a 
a foul or not, they don't think there's a foul. Well, Dean Smith not happy with the decisions today, but uh, frustration really growing in the fa- uh, stands from the, the Villa fans, Darren, mm. aren't they? How concerning is their form at the moment? They are heading into the new year in the bottom three, 18 points and in a relegation scrap. Yeah, I mean, listen, they've lost five out of their last six, which is scary enough. Um, they can't keep clean sheets. I know, obviously, Tyrone Mings has been out, but they were losing games when he was in the team. Um, and it's been tough. I mean, the Southampton game took a lot out of them, but today, I mean, they were dreadful today. Um, Heaton, who's been very good this season, he didn't have his best game. I mean, a couple of the goals were, were quite soft, but I don't quite know what Aston Villa are going to do at the minute because it's getting to a point where the teams around them are all picking up points now you look at Everton they're starting to go up, shoot up the league Southampton are playing really well at the minute and Watford now under Pearson they're getting results as well they're getting them against momentum. them just to, it, to it, make matters yeah, worse so it, it's, a, it's a tough tough time I wouldn't get rid of Dean Smith I think for me he's the perfect man I think you need to stick with him and if the worst comes to the worst you know there's a guy there who can get you back out back up again so I'd stick with Dean Smith but it's, it's worrying times and also as well you look at Jack Grealish who is their best player everything that they do well goes through him he's going to be looking at this situation as well and thinking well the Euros are in the summer what do I do do I stay here and, and get in this relegation battle or do I get out and try and you know I mean cement my place in that squad so I think there's so many uncertain questions about this Villa team at the minute I just think what does he do well, um, Darren saying you would stick with Dean Smith, Jamal, who is a Villa fan. What What do you think? Are you still backing the manager? Hundred percent, I'll stick with Dean Smith. Hundred percent. Like you've got to look at, you've got to look at where we were this time last year and currently where we are now. Um, you know, I know the results over the last couple of games have been terrible, and people are saying the style of play is not what we were promised. But I genuinely think that you know that you got to. I feel like when, you, when you're looking at sacking a manager and you're looking at making a change, you've got to look at, is there something better out there? And at the moment, I think that, you know, we know Dean Smith's stubborn and we know we, we love the attack and play. And so far this season, we haven't really seen much of that. Um, however, I feel, like, I feel like there's only one man in Dean Smith that can lead the club forward. You know, I've seen Sam Allardyce being mentioned. I've seen... Chris Hewitt, I've seen Rafa Benitez, like, you've got, like, even just looking at someone like Rafa Benitez, like, Steve Bruce, who, us as Villa fans, you know, we didn't have a good time with him, and we essentially handed him out, look at what he's doing with Newcastle, and you want to yeah. bring in a man that, well, we okay, have lost yeah, the last two man, games, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's lost the last two games, but look, looking at where they are on the table compared to where they were under mm. Rafa, um, I know he didn't have necessarily had the resources, um, you know, the, the, these are quite short-term appointments. And I, I, even if we did get relegated, I would still stick with Dean Smith, you know. I know yes, that we, we would lose players like McGinn, Jack, um, Jamil, Mings uh, as well. I think you've got to look at the long-term project. And I think, you know, even if we were to go down, I think Dean Smith could, you know, in a year or two, we could come back even stronger. Jamil, I know there was a lot of frustration from from some fans today because you've got Dean Smith saying he wants to build the team around Jack Grealish, but yet he's playing him right out on the left where he's not most effective. But you know what, though? Some people have said, though, that they think that's his best position. 
And what I, do you think? I don't think so. I like him in the middle, like number 10, getting on the ball, making things happen. But the thing is, he's that, he's that important to the way they play that at the minute he's, got, he's kind of got no responsibilities because he's having to drop deeper and deeper to get the ball. I mean, yeah, he draws a lot of fouls, but he's having to drop deeper and deeper to get the ball. He can glide past people like they're not there. Then he's asking to so basically take the ball off the back four. He's been asked to dribble up the ball 60 yards. He's been asked to assist. He's been asked to score goals. I mean, he, everything that he does, he's so vital to that team. And, and at, at some stage, you're going to get these kind of problems that teams you're playing against are going to go well we know he's their best player so we're just going to take him out of the game even if we, d we double up on him and unfortunately at the minute Wesley's not pulling up any strings he's not scoring any goals so effectively if they stop Grealish and with McGinn being out mm. as well you stop Grealish you stop the whole way they play so that's what you've got to do the teams at the minute are looking at that and going well yeah Jack is head and shoulders their best player so if we stop him then that, that stops Most everything else player in the league, exactly that stops everything else um, Jamil what needs to change if you are going to stay up I think just looking at the signings, so like obviously you mentioned Jack playing on the left. Oh, I love, I, I don't mind Jack on the left, but as Darren said, you absolutely got to play him as the number 10 behind Wes. But the, the big problem is the wingers, Algarzi and Trezeguet are not, are not delivering at the yeah. moment. They, with, with, the, with the balls into the box for Wes, Wes likes the ball into the feet. You know, just lumping the ball 50, 60 yards up to Wes, expecting him to hold it up. You know, that's, that's why today, I think, in the first half, we had like 30% possession. You know, we couldn't, we don't have the outlet up front from the wingers and West holding up the ball up. So I think, you know, we've got to look at signings. I know there's a lot being made about uh, Ben Rahman from Brentford, uh, Jared Byrne from Hull. I think those type of players, but then even now, you look at those players and thinking, you know, would they want to come to Villa now in a relegation battle? So I think listen, signings... Listen, listen, also, if it, these players are in a championship, right now Brentford mate they'd run to come to Aston Villa because Aston Villa are a massive football club yeah they're in the Premier League and listen they're still in the Premier League do you know what I mean so yeah it, the worst comes to the worst and they go down they're still a massive football club that will come that can come straight back up so I think you like if you're talking about signing players from the championship like Brentford I don't think you'd have any problems getting these guys because they're, they're, they're a massive club game day your verdict on talk sport we do have Brendan Rodgers at the moment with Ian Abrahams Brendan you changed your team nine changes tonight no Jamie Vardy and you still one two one and look pretty good doing so. Yeah, no, we played very well. Most the um, just the, the the turnaround in, in, in game time. I just could not afford to to one risk injury for the players, especially after the two real intense games that we've had. And two, it's the trust in the squad. The the players are absolutely brilliant for me, and, uh, and and the players that aren't playing so much, they work so hard in training and suffer so that when they're asked to play, they can do that. So. Uh, so yeah, we had no doubt in what we wanted to do. You know, we, you know, four weeks ago we were putting in place some behind closed doors games, playing the likes of some of the players that we thought would play in some under 23 games, just to get some game time in their legs. And uh, they've come here, uh, and uh, and after such a quick turnaround from Liverpool. Uh, thoroughly deserved the three points. Absolutely. I thought Perez was terrific. I thought Damari Gray, Barris penalty miss was terrific. I mean, you won, I, I thought, really comfortably tonight. 2-1 doesn't really do you justice on how, how well you controlled the game. Is that fair? Well, it's always tough. It doesn't feel that sometimes when you're not... We were disappointed with the goal that we conceded just before half-time because I felt we had good control of the first first half. And once we broke through uh, the, the lines of, of, um, of West Ham, then we looked really... You know, you know, having good pace in the team and it looked like we, we could score more goals. Um, like I said, we give away the, the, the goal at half time, um, but the reaction of the players was was first class. We gained control again second half, and uh, and an outstanding goal by by Damari, great pass by Io and uh, 
and that's the winner for us. We had a couple other chances to seal the game, didn't take them, but but overall, just so happy with the uh, with the players and and how they've played because it's such a great group, such an honest group, and uh, yeah, they they got what they deserve today. Are you now fighting for second place? I haven't really thought most, to be honest. I think that we, you know, these players are. I think everyone recognises that the two best teams in the in the division are, are Liverpool and Manchester City. You know, their form over the last two or three years. So we're under no illusions the quality uh, of, of those opponents. Uh, but for us to be sandwiched in between them, it really shows how well this group have done and how consistent they've been. You know, the, and games like these here that are tough games away from home in the Premier League. We've we've won a lot of these and played well. Uh, we've won some big games, but we know that we've only been working ten months together, and over the next couple of years, we want to grow and develop so we can challenge even better the, the likes of the Manchester Cities and and Liverpool's. But at this moment in time, our assessment will be at the end of the season. Let's see where we finish. Last one. Um, Assuming you're going for second, but obviously you are. Um, League Cup semi-final, FA Cup starts again. With the January window, I mean, are you looking to, to recruit more players or have we seen tonight the fact that actually you've got probably pretty much two 11s that you can use and, and trust is a word you've used? Yeah, I think we, you always have to be on the lookout to improve. Uh, but of course, it's about the availability. You know, We won't be like maybe other teams in that top six we can just go and buy maybe whoever you want to, to buy that won't be the case I think we always have to be uh, clever in our recruitment you know the, the uh, we know the profile of players that we want if any are available then of course we will look at it but uh, but like you say I, I can trust the, the players that I have and of course over the, the next few seasons we want to keep adding and developing the squad Brendan Rodgers did say he would rotate he was worried about the welfare of his players playing again so quickly he did rotate nine changes he made uh, Jamie Vardy became a father today so he yeah. wasn't even in the squad but they did bounce back what do you think of the way they responded to, to back to back to defeats against City and Liverpool Darren yeah I think it was, they were tremendous played really well today um Listen, they were outclassed by Manchester City. Manchester City passed them to death and obviously Liverpool, relentless, ruthless, tore them to pieces. So it's probably important, confidence-wise, they get back to it and, and show that they are a good team, which they are. We've seen Brendan Rodgers, what he's done to Leicester this season. And I think, I know he spoke about Manchester City and, and Liverpool yeah, being the best teams in the division, but listen, he's got to take credit from where he's at. He's right in the middle of them and it's not like they're, they're hanging on in there. Yeah, they've been beat by who he said are the two best teams but they're still playing a brand of football that's really exciting to watch and they're just they're dismantling teams as well as as Moose said it was 2-1 to, to Leicester but it could have been 4-5-6 so for me he's doing a fantastic job and, and if Leicester can finish up there which I think they will do then listen what an achievement that is again I know they won the league a couple of years back but I think they're playing better football now than they did then yeah, those, those two results showed the, the work ahead to close the gap to, to the very best at the top. But he would have learned a lot about his players and about his squad in the way they, they responded to that because it could have been really demoralising. Yeah, it could have been. But what's good about him, and, and I think th this is a testament to himself as a manager, is the squad rotation, as he spoke about there. Obviously, Jamie Vardy's had a baby today. Madison was on the bench and he, he brought one or two in. And, and Demario Grace, to me, he's got the ability to be in and around the England squad. Like, but the only problem is it's not consistent enough. When he's on top, top form, the way he can go past people, he can finish, he's got that pace, that trickery. If he could put that more consistently and turn that into week in, week out, every single week, I'm telling you, he would be in and around the England squad. But these performances are too too few and far between. But today he was very, very good, scored a great goal. And as I said, for, for um, the manager, Brenda Rodgers, to get some of these guys on top form when they've not been playing as regularly as they probably like, mm. I mean, as again, they must be buying into what he's saying and he's doing a ter terrific job.
The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz in the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.